Welcome back to One Talks, a podcast about the everyday experiences of living with type 1. I'm Lucy, and this is episode 5. For this episode, I met up with three lovely ladies, Allison, Kira, and Lisa, and we chatted about the word necessity. Hope you enjoy. I think, obviously, insulin's a necessity. (laughs) Um, Always having sugar, like all of those things. But if we go back to the community, for me, the community's a necessity. Um, and I know that it's really different for everybody because there are some people out there living with type one that just don't want to talk about it yeah. and that's fine. Um, but for me personally, it's really important to have that sense of community and that sense of you're not alone and you get to learn and share and connect in a way that you can't connect with anybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 For me, like necessity, I totally agree with what you're saying. Like now that I've like experienced this whole community thing I'm like why did I like wait so long and like now I feel like it's so necessary and like (laughs) even like after the adventure trip that was only two months ago and I'm already like when can I like do something Mm -hmm. again like when can I get together it's like as soon as the slipstream came up I was like okay like I have to go yeah (laughs) like like, I've been like craving it since then but like when I think of necessity I just think of like this sounds like so sad compared to what you sound like or anything but just like how many more necessities do we have compared to, like, the average person? You know what I mean? Like, if you just, like, yeah, if you just want to go out for, like, a walk, like, Mm -hmm. people just leave their house with their keys, right? Where we're, like, okay, (laughs) where's my list? Like, okay, gotta, like, bring my phone, make sure it's, like, charged so that I have, like, my Dexcom, make sure I have, like, tester just in case, like, my Dexcom fails or, like, make sure I have sugar. Like, maybe one's not enough. Like, maybe I'll bring another one or, like, maybe like I need this and like it's just like so many things and like just every time you leave the house like your list of necessities and like depending how long you're going for will like grow and it's just like so much to think about Mm -hmm. so I just think like I guess compared to the average person there's so many like necessities for us (laughs) and now like it's just funny to think about compared to like 10 years ago like how the necessities have changed right like 10 years ago you'd be like okay like I have my tester and like a juice box and now it's like okay I got like all these like gadgets (laughs) these are necessary to my survival not everybody has them obviously but like just thinking of like me now compared to like 10 years ago my like list of necessities (laughs) (laughs) has completely changed which is great because it like for me anyway it helps yeah yeah I, am, I automatically just thought of, like, my bag. Like, I can't remember a time where I've gone anywhere without, like, a purse and I feel... Or, like, my backpack. And mm-hmm. I, like, remember on, like, field trips, like, I would be the person to carry everything because I just automatically needed mm-hmm. a bag of things. So, and yeah. I was like, can you carry my water <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, yeah, that was a perfect way to say it. Like, our yeah. necessities are so different from from just anyone else and your brother or whoever yeah Yeah. and you said like just going out for a walk or to run an errand like yeah yeah just so much more to think about which I think just now comes naturally and I think to anyone else would probably be overwhelming like this checklist that we constantly 
have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. I think it's like just thinking about my mom too. It's like <laughs> so much different for me being diagnosed when I was younger, like 10 or 11, right? Because you're still like growing up and you don't really have responsibilities when you're younger. And so like you kind of grow into the responsibility of diabetes. Like at first, mm-hmm. you know, your clinic is like super like into it, super helpful. Your parents like manage it a lot mm-hmm. or like at least help you manage it a lot. And like, there's just like a lot of support and then they kind of gradually like you grow and then you're switched to adult care. Um, whereas like my mom was kind of like, bam, like <laughs> deal with it. Yeah. Thing. And like, luckily, like she obviously like knew cause she'd been, you know, helping me. And, but even then, like I had been like moved out for a long time. So like, she was pretty out of practice. And yeah, a lot of sure, stuff that sure. has changed, oh and gosh, like she, yeah. I find, I feel she's very overwhelmed a lot of times. Like when I go visit her, and like I know she was like on the Libre for a while, and like it was fine, and then she kind of eventually stopped. I think it was just like too much for her. Just a like lot of information. It's like it yeah, is. that's it. It's I mean, too we're much. in the age of yeah, information, information overload. overload. Yeah, so I can't even imagine on top of that. Yeah, it was literally when we were diagnosed, it was, here's your food chart. Yeah. Lovely pictures (laughs) and colors. Yeah. You know, here's your simple equations. Like everything was very. Yeah. Yeah. Black and white. And and I think until there's an age where it's like, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Shocking. This is not so black and white. Yeah. Um, I do think it helps keep that list of necessities at least to like, okay, low hi, like it does help you. But now for me, my list of necessities is much more emotional. It's much more, okay, can I make slipstream? How do I set boundaries in my life? How do I maybe express some of this at work? Like it's Mm -hmm. so different. And it's like on top of that list of tangible items in my purse, it's this list of what am I prioritizing in my life? And I think I'm turning 30 next year, so I'm moving out of my 20s, and I'm like, you know, the 20s, for me, I was figuring stuff out, but Mm -hmm. I really notice now that every decision I make does have some sort of impact, and I can't be very passive, Mm -hmm. and I'm not passive about packing low supplies, so I shouldn't be passive about saying no to a four-hour hike with my brother who doesn't understand that. Yeah. That's maybe too much for me because I've been low for 24 hours straight or something like that. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's hard. It's like, yeah. I think with these more invisible things, it's just harder. Yeah. So if we talk, oh, sorry, go ahead. You go. I was just saying like, bring it back to the necessities. I just feel like mine are so much different than like my mom's just Mm -hmm. because like Mm -hmm. I kind of grew up like easing into like, Mm -hmm. okay, like, I know what I need whereas she was like all of a sudden like had to think about so much right mm-hmm. like before mm-hmm. that and like she's gone like 55 years without mm-hmm. having to like yeah. think about any of it yeah and, and like I think it's a lot for her oh like, I can only imagine yeah. yeah I think if we talk about um nurse educators and clinics and things in terms of necessity of course mm-hmm. they they have to give us all of the information. They have to give us the instruction on how to inject or pump starts or et cetera. But I think it's really important that they start talking more about the mental health and burnout mm-hmm. earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's something that they should be bringing up um, frequently mm-hmm. because like I said, I didn't know that that was a thing. And mm-hmm. so I think if people are told 
soon after diagnosis that that's a thing that you you know you can watch out for these specific things mm-hmm. um when they go when when people go um for appointments i think that they should be asking because oftentimes in my own case over the winter you know i was still testing and everything but i did not want to talk about it think about it anything so i couldn't wear a cgm because i didn't want my pump to alarm right. it was mm-hmm. just thinking about it um and it took me a long time to actually say the words. And so I think that's a barrier to some people to actually say the words. So, but mm-hmm. if healthcare providers can open the door and ask questions around that, then people might actually definitely talk about it a little mm-hmm. bit more. So I think that from a, from a healthcare standpoint, that starting to talk about mental health is a necessity. A hundred percent. And just even being proactive about it because mm-hmm. we can be proactive about so many things, but it's not even just, oh, like I completely agree these are the signs because I wouldn't even have known what they were mm-hmm. until a couple of years ago but also to avoid some of this let's start working mm-hmm. on this mm-hmm. let's start being mindful let's yeah there's but... tons of stuff you can do ahead of to get ahead of this mm-hmm. and there isn't that much conversation around it no. like that there's still mm-hmm. a lot of negative conversation around it actually right which is hard if I was your mom and it's like what am I supposed to read what am I supposed to wear on my body what am I supposed yeah. to and it's not this kind of gradual, okay, maybe we're going to start you on syringes, then let's think about yeah. a pump, then a CGM. Like, I can imagine mm-hmm. for you, too, it would have been a lot at once. Because yeah. I think ours, you know, there was yeah. a much more yeah. gradual, gradual. Yeah. 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 yeah, for sure. Like, and it was a lot. those decisions about what is necessary and what's not, I think, would be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I think it was, um, you know, before I had type 1, I had a lot of uh, um, myths in my head about type 1. So mm-hmm. I thought that if you had a pump, you had bad diabetes, bad. Yeah. right? Oh, so, interesting. Um, I didn't think about it as a tool and that's obviously a mind shift that I've gone through, but yeah. it was a huge psychological hurdle for me to get mm. over to say yes to a pump. And it wasn't like, it wasn't my doctor. It was, I got to the point where I was injecting five to seven times a day, basically mm. anytime I had carb and I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Mm. Like the stacking and I can't wait four hours. And what do you think about a pump? He's like, I think it's a great idea. But for me it was, I don't know if I can be attached to something 24 seven um, injections are a little bit more visible and I wasn't talking mm-hmm. about it a lot at that point and mm-hmm. I felt like a pump would be this big red light over my head saying yeah. she has diabetes <laughs> oh, yeah. um, but you know once I got through the pump start and that first night of I don't know and I woke up the next morning and kind of forgot I had it then I love my pump I know mm-hmm. that there are people that prefer not to but for me it's been a huge um, step forward in management and then mm-hmm. I've I slowly got on to CGM and sometimes I take CGM breaks if I'm having data yeah. overload but yeah. me too. it's all yeah. about <laughs> I like the information though because the information helps make those decisions totally yeah. totally yeah. and big picture I just feel like yes this is the right thing yeah and I think like have, stepping away from it and just being like this bubble and this bubble and this bubble <laughs> check 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 you yeah. know within the actually Jen and I were talking about this recently um I've done some exercises for other things like hobbies in my life okay you can't go and learn the piano learn Italian take up cooking and baking (laughs) and you know and so there's these exercises where you write out 25 things you want to do and you pair down to five and you focus on those five and she was kind of like yeah like that should kind of be how diabetes is (laughs) and you should almost think of it that way like yeah this month is not for carb counting. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like it is for these three things because mm-hmm. really we're only capable of focusing on so much. And when you try to, so and I can imagine maybe your mom's in that yeah. spot where it's like, I don't even know what to start with. And mm-hmm. yeah, like what do I focus on? What's the hierarchy? <laughs> and yeah. yeah, what's the priority? Because it all feels super important and mm-hmm. it is. But yeah, like allowing yourself to be okay with just mm-hmm. focusing on some of it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything else for necessity. A few more minutes. Yeah. (laughs) And just like a question maybe would be like, how necessary do you think it is for us to be advocates of type 1 diabetes? Because, you know, we didn't ask for that role, but often you find yourself in this position (laughs) of like explaining what it is or Mm -hmm. helping somebody maybe. Mm-hmm. I think there's so many, I have so many positive situations of when people are asking me <clears throat> that I don't mind explaining and not educating, but making people more aware. I think having diabetes myself and being in those situations where, especially now wearing a CGM or when I was on a pump, um, just being used to people asking, um, it makes me a lot more aware of others that might I don't know. I find I, I myself, I don't think would ever go up to someone and ask. Like we were just talking about this. Like I went on a bike ride with my boyfriend the other day and this car came from behind us and parked in a driveway and he was doing work on the house and he came out and he's like, excuse me, can I ask you a question? So we thought he was going to ask for directions. He's like, what's that thing on your arm? So (laughs) I think he was genuinely curious and I had no problem explaining what it was. Um, but you had a totally different experience, like more so invasive. Like yeah. That's when it becomes an issue, like when you were in Costa Rica. Yeah. Um, and it's tough in those situations. Like I was traveling and I had like a girl just kind of like come up and like touch like my CGM and like without like asking or like saying anything. And I was like, okay, like this is weird. Yeah. And she, I don't know, like obviously like she does this often. Like she's kind of like <laughs> a very like abrasive person and like doesn't really like... I don't know, like, didn't think about, like... boundaries, clearly. Yeah, like, there's no boundaries. So, like, I kind of had, like, obviously, like, it upset me in a way. Like, I I don't mind when someone asks me and they're Mm -hmm. generally curious or, like, they're willing to learn. But when people are just kind of like, oh, that makes you different or, like, Mm -hmm. touch it or, I don't know. It's, like, you still have to, like, be willing to educate them. Like, it's hard to, like, Mm -hmm. not be rude about it in a way, but you Mm -hmm. still, like... You're right, like, you don't ask to be an advocate, but, like, mm-hmm. in a way, like, you still have to tell people. Like, you don't yeah. want to, like, be, like, the bad face of, of type 1 diabetes. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, people already think, like, oh, like, type 1's the bad type, and, like, also, they're super rude. <laughs> I think I've had a shift, too, in, like, awkward situations yeah. where I'm, like, I would love to educate this person so that they never ask a question like that again like yeah mm. I've had yeah exactly and I'm sure we have all come across like were you fat when you were younger or <laughs> did you eat a lot of sugar mm-hmm. or oh gosh I yeah. feel there's so many and yeah. like Sh- should you eat that should you oh. eat that yeah <laughs> uh, yeah I think what ties into this question and also the necessity question is patience <laughs> we need a lot <laughs> yeah. patience. we need patience um, with others uh, yeah. when they ask questions that are frustrating mm-hmm. 
Um, but I think we need a lot of patience with ourselves, and that's something that mm-hmm. I struggle with. Yes. And patience with our blood sugar, mm-hmm. such a thing. Yeah. <laughs> which I don't also have a lot no. of patience with. Yeah. Um, but I think patience, for me, patience is a big theme of um, <laughs> having diabetes, and I hope that it's helped me get a little bit more patience, mm-hmm. but I'm still working on it. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great transition. Yeah. Yeah. She knew it was coming. Yeah. No, the other group took it, but I, I think it's a perfect word. Like, I yeah. think it's so... That's actually such a good yeah. point. Like, you oh have to be goodness. patient with other people yeah. who, like, obviously, like, have no <laughs> idea. And, like, it's frustrating because you're like, you had to have learned this yeah. at some point. Or, like, right. you have to know. Like, you're in your 40s. Like, you have to know that, like, totally. not everybody's like, we're on diabetic. Like, I really... I have to remind myself, like, yeah. you literally are, yeah, you're another planet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, uh, patience with yourself. Breath. I'm mm-hmm. so, like, yeah. And that really, like, leads into, like, the burnout thing as yeah. well. Like, you're just, like, I don't understand. Like, yeah. I'm doing my best and it's I think it, I think it takes, <laughs> it, it takes some mind shifts. And it's one of the, one of the things I learned at one of the slipstreams is mm-hmm. I was getting really impatient with myself when checking my blood sugar. And for me, it was like a little quiz, like, is, was it pass-fail? Am I doing good? Am I not doing good? Right? Yeah. And so that can that can be really eroding to your confidence and everything, your mental health in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but the mind shift is, it's just, it's just a number. It's just a piece of data for you to make a decision. Yeah. Um, and that's... That's been really huge for me. Mm-hmm. Like all of the numbers that we have to deal with, they're mm-hmm. just pieces of data. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. so you can make yeah. so that you can make a decision. It's not yeah. a good or a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's not a pass fail. Um, it's just a piece of data. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I still struggle with that. For yeah, sure. I do yeah. at times as well. But I. But it is. I, it's I'm, a new mindset. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I completely agree. And that doesn't mean that I don't get frustrated with that piece of data. Oh gosh, yeah. 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 But. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but definitely less and less the Mm -hmm. more you accept. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional advice. Please remember to always talk to your healthcare team about your diabetes. One Talks is sponsored by Novo Nordisk and brought to you by the One Club in collaboration with Connected in Motion. All episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and of course through www.onetalkspodcast.com. Stay tuned for next week's episode where we discuss curiosity.